what salvation's done for me. If you brought your Bibles, turn to a familiar passage. Turn, if you would, to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. We're going to look at several passages, but this is it's going to be a text this morning for us. I'm going to share with you about thanking God for my salvation. Thanking God for my salvation. And we'll look at Ephesians chapter 5, and we'll go ahead and look at verse 20. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20. God's Word says, Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Look at that again. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. All of us are aware, perhaps by now, that this coming Thursday is our national holiday of Thanksgiving. Some trace the first Thanksgiving to the first English settlement in Jamestown in the year of 1607. Some say it even started back in 1513 by Ponce de Leon in Florida. George Washington became the first president to proclaim, to proclaim a Thanksgiving holiday in 1789. He set November the 26th, which was on a Tuesday, as a day of Thanksgiving for, adoption, for the adoption of the Constitution. However, Franklin Roosevelt and Congress agreed to a joint resolution that specified the fourth Thursday in November to be recognized as Thanksgiving Day. The original intent of Thanksgiving Day was not about football. Uh, <laughs> it was not about parades. It was not about preparing for Black Friday. But the original intent, Abraham Lincoln, I mean, uh, yeah, Abraham Lincoln said it best, I guess, he said it was to be a day of thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father who dwelleth in the heavens. So it started out all about God to begin with. Now as Christians, we all agree that our thanksgiving, our gratitude, should not be contained just to one specific day of the year. However, we should be thankful, we should be grateful to the Almighty God every day. Now, today if we had time for each person to stand and say, you know, God, I'm thankful for what? What would, what would you say? God, I'm thankful for. Let's do just a little of this. If you would, just like popcorn. God, I'm thankful for what? Jesus. God, I'm thankful for my family, my church, God, I'm thankful for. My health, what else? I'm thankful for. My pastor, God bless you. Sharon, did you say that? It just came out. Sharon texted me last night, and she, and she said, did, did you think to get the, the trays for the benevolent mail? This was... Late, uh, did you get the tracks? And I said, yep. That's all I said, yep. Send it back. And she said, did, did you happen to 
get any in, in Spanish. And I just put in parentheses, I'm shaking my head right now. And I really was. I said, I'm shaking my head right now. And she says, well, I can hear it. <laughs> but she's, she's thankful for her past. <laughs> oh. You notice all those different things we said we were thankful for. And some were very truthful. <laughs> no. We, we have all these different things that, that we say that we're thankful for. Well, based on, based on past testimonies, and even those mentioned this morning, they include personal things. I'm thankful for my spouse, thankful for our, my children, for my family, for my parents, for, for siblings, brothers and sisters. I'm thankful for animals. I've had children tell me I'm thankful for my animals, thankful for my dog, thankful for my cat. I'm thankful for my health, and that was mentioned this morning. So we include those personal things when we say, God, I'm thankful for. And then we include the material things. Lord, I'm thankful for my house. I'm thankful for my job. I'm thankful for my automobile. I'm thankful for my bank account. So we include the personal. We include those material things. And then we include the spiritual. And we say, Lord, someone says, Lord, thank you for Jesus. Someone says, Lord, thank you for saving me. Thank you for saving me. I want to, Lord, I thank you for my salvation. I got thinking about that this, at the beginning of the week. Lord, I'm thankful for my salvation. Do you know what all that entails when you say, Lord, I'm thankful for my salvation? I want us to look at some of those things this morning. That, that when we say, Lord, I'm thankful for my salvation. John 3.16 says it this way, For God so loved the world. So when I, got, when I began to think about I'm thankful for my salvation, I first thought, well, I'm thankful for God's love. For God so loved the world. God, I thank you that you love me. And I, I, hear, I hear many people say, I don't feel like anyone loves me. I don't feel like my spouse loves me, my children love me, my parents love me. I don't feel like the system loves me. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. Don't ever forget it. The most important one, the most important being in the entire universe loves you with an everlasting, an eternal, a non-ending, sacrificial love. You are loved. You see, today and every day, we need to thank God for His sacrificial, His eternal, His unending love. You say, well, Brother Sammy, if God loved me, my life wouldn't be in the mess it's in. I'm going to tell you something. God didn't put your life in a mess. You put your life in a mess if it's in a mess because of some choices you made. It wasn't God. And friend, God has a purpose for your life. He has blessings for your life. If you just simply trust Him with your life. Thank God for His love. I thank God for His salvation first by thanking God for His love. But notice, secondly, I jotted down, I thank God for my, for my salvation, but I thank God for His grace. For His grace. Ephesians 2 verse 8. Look if you would on the screen. For by grace are you saved. For by grace are you saved. Through faith... It's not of yourselves. It's a, the gift of God. It's not of works, 
least any man should boast. I thank God for His grace. I'm thankful that salvation is not of works. And some of you need to be thankful that salvation is not of works. Because if it was, many of us would be in poor shape right now if our salvation depended on our works. It's by grace. I'm thankful that salvation is not of works. You see, God saves you. God saves me by His grace. God doesn't love us because we're valuable. We're valuable because God loves us. It's His grace. So what is grace? Someone says the unmerited favor of God. You don't do anything to merit God's grace. Regardless what you do for Him or for others, God just loves you because of His grace. It's an unmerited favor. To put it simply, Jesus died in agony on the cross. He was tormented. He, was, his, he shed His blood for us, undeserving sinners, God-rejecting sinners. He still loves us. There's an acrostic I really liked. Grace as an acrostic. God's riches at Christ's expense. That's grace. Me receiving the riches of God at the expense of Jesus Christ. That's grace. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I thank God for my salvation, which includes God's love, God's grace. God's salvation grace. God's grace to live by. And then one day, God's grace to die by. It's His grace. I thank God for my salvation. I thank God for His love. I thank God for His grace. Then I thank God for, for repentance. My goodness. I thank God for, his, for repentance, meaning that to be afforded the opportunity to turn from my sin and, and not having to live continually forever in my sin. To be able to agree with God about my sin and then have the opportunity to turn to God from my sin where I'm not habitually living in sin, that is something to be thankful for. I thank God for the ability to repent of my sin. Thankful for my salvation, God's love, God's grace, God's repentance offered, God's forgiveness. I'm thankful for forgiveness. 1 John 1, 9 says it this way, If we confess our sins... He, meaning Christ, meaning God, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I'm thankful today that God's cleansed me from all unrighteousness. Now, I know some people will not forgive me for my past. And I don't mean to imply that I was just a very terrible person, but I was just a sinner. But, but I know some people would not forgive me for my past. Some people won't forgive you for your past. But the one that really matters will forgive you. Not only will he forgive you, but he will cleanse you from all unrighteousness. He promised to do it. And he will do it. I'm thankful for my salvation, which includes forgiveness. For my sins. But I'm also thankful for eternal life. 
Listen, if you would, watch the screen for John 10, verse 27 through 29. My sheep listen to my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them, notice this, I give them eternal life. They shall what? Never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I'm thankful for eternal life. I'm thankful for eternal life, first of all, because my spiritual health depends on it. Can you imagine a little child who doesn't know from one day to the next if he's going to be a part of his family or not? He's a part of the family, but let's say he misbehaves and he gets in some trouble and then he's kicked out of the family. And then he finds out that he's sorry and he goes and he apologizes and he's brought back into the family. And then after a little while later, he he gets in some more trouble and he's kicked back out of the family. And then he's sorry, and he comes back into the family, back and forth, back and forth. What child, especially that child, would be an emotional wreck? You wouldn't know from one minute to the next if you're part of the family or not. I know Christians today who are emotional wrecks that don't have the assurance that they're the children of God. Amen? Amen. You know how it weighs on your heart and on your mind until you have the satisfaction that you belong to God, that you are a child of God. And until that time, you're just an emotional wreck. I know I have eternal life. The Bible says I do. These things, God's Word says, that I've written unto you that you may know that you have eternal life. My goodness gracious. First John 2, verse 28. Look, if you will, down to chapter 3, verse 3. First John 2, 28 says, And now, dear children, continue in Him, so that when He appears, we may be confident and unashamed before Him at His coming. If you know that He is righteous, you know that everyone who does what is right has been born of Him. See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called the children of God and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Dear friends, now we are children of God and what we will, what we will be has not yet been made known but we know that when Christ appears... We shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. We're His children. And I thank God that I have eternal life because my spiritual health depends upon it. But I'm going to tell you something else. I jotted this down. I need the assurance for my own spiritual health, but the assurance of my salvation allows me to concentrate on the present. Now, what do you mean by that, Brother Sammy? Well, I can be, by knowing that I have eternal life, I can be spiritually productive now. 
knowing that I'm saved, knowing that I'm secure. I was reading this week and came across the Golden Gate Bridge. Golden Gate, the Golden Gate Bridge was completed in, in 1939, San Francisco. It, it was very you know, dangerous to build. The, the workmen were terrified for their lives. Some fell from the bridge. Some fell, killed instantly. Some fell and were drowned. We're told that 23 people lost their lives building that bridge. The management got together and they spent $100,000 and built, and built a safety net, the width and the length of that bridge. But the net turned out not to be an expense, but it turned out to be a savings. Because after the net was established, was put in, work went or increased 25%. Fewer lives were lost. Only 10% of the number before fell, and they fell into the net. So the question is, why could they work with more productivity why, could, how, why did they do that? Why did work increase? Well, the answer is because of the security. They knew the net was there. Isn't that kind of neat? Here's the point I'm trying to make. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to keep myself saved. I know that I'm saved. And when I'm confident of the future, I can concentrate on the present and serve the Lord like I need to serve the Lord instead of worrying about if I'm saved or not. I need... To know eternal life is eternal life for my own spiritual health. And then because it will cause me to, it will give me the satisfaction and the productivity that I need for the Lord today. I'm thankful for my salvation. God, I thank you for loving me, for your grace, for the repentance, for forgiveness, for eternal life. And I'm thankful that I'm going to heaven when I die. John 14, 1 through 6, notice what God's Word says. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And whether I go, you know the way you know. And Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest. How can we know the way? And Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father. No man cometh to the Father but by me. Now I want you to look at Luke 16. Luke 16, verse 19 through 23. And I'm doing this in the NIV. I just like that translation. I want to make sure you, everyone saw it. There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen, fared sumptuously every day. There was a certain beggar named Lazarus which was laid at his gate full of sores. And desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table, moreover the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass, now notice, that the beggar died, and notice, he was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. And the rich man also died, and he was buried. And in hell he lifted up his eyes, been in torment, and seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. Now let me tell you something. I, I've been blessed to have been able to travel 
in several states across the United States. I've been blessed to have traveled in a lot of countries, several, not a lot, but several countries outside the United States. But when it comes to the end of life, when it all comes to an end, there are only two places that really matters, and that's heaven and hell. I don't care where you've been, where you're planning to go, when it all comes down to the end, only two places matter, friend, and that's heaven or hell. There are two destinations. And you can only go to one. And both of them are long-term. They're eternal. And it's your choice. You know, I've shared an illustration years ago. And I remembered it this week about, you know, my friend and I, we used to play Monopoly. Some of you played that board game. And, and man, it's fun because you acquire all this property and you acquire all these finances and you've got all the houses and you've got the rent and you've got the hotels and you're charging people and they're paying you, making all kinds of money. And then my mother would always say, she said, son, it's time to go to bed. It's time to put everything in the box. And the game was over. And all that we had, it was time, all that that I'd collected, it was time to just put it all in the box. You see, when it all comes down to the end, it don't matter how many houses you got, how much property you have, how much land you own, how much businesses that you have, your bank account, it all goes into the box. And you have, you're on your journey either to heaven or to hell. A sobering thought. I'm thankful for personal blessings. I'm thankful for material blessings. But I'm thankful for my salvation. The love of God, the grace of God, repentance, forgiveness, eternal life in heaven. I guess um, songwriter Clifford Lewis, or the poet, said this. I'm thankful for Christ who came from heaven above for the cross and his redeeming love. For his mighty power to seek and save for his glorious triumph over the grave, for the lovely mansions in the sky, for his blessed coming by and by, I give humble thanks. Can you say this morning, God, I'm thankful for my salvation. you say that? If you cannot say that right now, you can say that before you left this place of worship today, if you'd be willing to ask Christ to come into your life and save you. You know, I want to close with a song, and I want you to see this song, hear this song, because it talks about God's grace. I I was just listening this week. Well, I'd gone to bed, and I had my, I had had Pandora playing over here on my cell phone, and and all of a sudden, uh, Point of Grace came on, and they began to sing about God's grace. You know, it's, it's all about His grace. It's, it's about His grace that saves us. It's His grace that keeps us. It's His grace that He gives for us to live by. And one day on that bed, when it's all coming to an end, it'll be His grace that He gives us to die by. I want you to listen to this and then we'll have a hymn of invitation.
because it, it really touched my heart. I, I got up, sat on the side of the bed there and listened to this song. I want you to hear it this morning. Let God speak to your heart as we think about his grace. If you would, watch the screen just a minute. What do you say to someone who feels like they've lost it all? Over the edge with no one there to break their fall. And what do you say to someone who feels so unloved? Giving themselves away a little bit every day just to be good enough. And what do you say to a hopeless soul? Who can't remember their way home And everything is out of their control There is no valley There is no darkness There is no sorrow Greater than the grace of Jesus There is no moment There is no Yeah. 
Father, we come to you. Thank you for reminding us, Lord, about how great grace is. And Father, I pray for each person here this morning. I don't know where they are right now in their walk with you. But help them to realize, regardless what valley they're going through, regardless how low they may feel like they are, regardless how terrible they may feel they are in regards to being saved, Lord, your grace is able to reach down and meet them where they are and give to them eternal life. And I pray during this invitation as the Holy Spirit moves on the lives of people, those who have never trusted you would trust you today to be their Lord and Savior, that they'd be willing to turn from their sin and turn to a person by the name of Jesus and give their heart, give their life to him. I pray they'll come today to do that. For other decisions that that need to be made, I pray you'll speak to hearts. May you receive honor and glory and praise as your Holy Spirit works in the hearts of people. Thank you for salvation and for all it consists of. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.